This conversation originally aired on Koinonia, which can be heard Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360 in Phoenix or online at faithtalk1360.com. You've heard the program, the Dustin Daniels Show on the weekend. You've heard Dustin on my show here. You've heard us talking about uh, with different people, uh, with youth and the exposure to uh, things on the Internet that are addictive and uh, sexual addiction. And you've heard me talking about how painful it is and how tough it is. And it's something that guys don't want to talk about. And today in studio, we're going to cover something that I don't think that I've ever even brought up. And uh, I'm so thankful that it was brought to my attention, uh, somebody that could share a little bit about this topic that we're going to uh, get into, and that is the spouse of somebody that is suffering from a sexual addiction. From Living Hope Counseling, Kristen and Chris. Kristen, uh, introduce yourself a little bit and tell me about uh, your ministry and how God's brought you to this point. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, my name is Kristen Smith, and I have a practice called Living Hope Counseling. We have six therapists that work at Living Hope Counseling, and they're all licensed professional counselors, licensed marriage and family therapists, um, substance abuse counselors, and uh, we just love getting to the heart of people and helping them really come alive. Mm-hmm and work through issues that may be uh, holding them back in life. Right, and uh, Chris, just a little bit of your background, how God's brought you to this place. Sure, thanks for having us. Uh, My name is Chris Dorn, and I'm a licensed professional counselor, and I have a real heart for women who have uh, walked a journey with their husband through sexual addiction, and it's my hope to not only bring uh, awareness to this topic, but also to share, and I know we'll talk a little bit about this later on, uh, the ministry that we have uh, as a group for women who uh, struggle in this area with their partner. Originally, we were going to have an opportunity to get together before the Super Bowl, and I actually am glad that it's after, because there's something that I want to point out that absolutely drives me crazy with our culture. During the Super Bowl, all the advertising, there was lots of sexual Mm -hmm. uh, innuendo and sex selling, et cetera, et cetera. And in the same football game, anti-domestic violence uh, PSAs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How can we as a society not understand that these two are intertwined? not necessarily the physical abuse, but just the abuse that the spouse takes Mm -hmm. from somebody that's uh, addicted to pornography or a sexual addiction of any number of things. Uh, Literally, how does this, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on the addiction side, because I think there's a lot that needs to be spoken to the hearts of the women Mm -hmm. uh, that that have somebody that they love that's suffering with this. But how does it originate in a person? How does this be? Mm-hmm. Well, sexual addiction is about emotional numbing. 
um, conquering and getting high. So it's really actually not a moral issue. It comes out of a coping mechanism born out of wounding Mm. as uh, a young boy or young man grows up and has um, wounding from childhood issues. So that wounding comes out of abuse or trauma that they may not even be aware of. And when a person is wounded or traumatized, he or she has to learn how to cope with that without necessarily understanding it or support. And so in order to escape or cope with their painful realities, addicts may turn to drugs, alcohol, food, shopping, staying busy, controlling others, or work. Sex addicts escape through sex. Mm. Sexual lust or fantasy is the result of the addiction. And it really is prevalent in our society. That is something that I've covered. And we've mm-hmm. specifically, and and heartbreakingly so, had the discussion about how early you need to be having conversations with your kids, mm-hmm. especially if you've got young boys uh, in the household with the technology that's available. Mm-hmm. My goodness, it's just the, the prevalence in our society is... Uh, I I think it's so much so that we've even been numbed to it a little bit. Absolutely. Cyber sex is like the crack cocaine of sexual addiction. Mm. And we know that the Internet has allowed a quick progression of the disease. And if addicts um, hadn't been acting out, the Internet has provided just an inflammatory spark for, you know, young boys and young men to access um, their addiction and their fantasies super quick and that just propels and compels them to potentially get into crossing that line over into addiction and and with anybody that is uh the meeting their their pain needs with pleasure uh you experience and i have this in my own life where overeating you know it's you just you continue well this isn't enough Mm -hmm. Uh, this isn't enough it's got to be more 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 um, the thing that we haven't talked about on this program, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad to start this dialogue now, um, you know, there's the victims, the silent mm-hmm. victims a lot of times uh, in these areas, and that is specifically what you guys have a heart for and, and speak to. Um, there's a lot of shame with that too, right? Yes, unfortunately there is. I think uh, a lot of women... Uh, carry the shame of their spouses from the addiction. And I think that's the thing that really keeps them, Tom, from getting the help that they need. Uh, There's also wounding on their part. There's a sense of betrayal, a a sense of pain. They're they're shell-shocked. They're they're, uh, anxious. They're depressed. They're hurting, and oftentimes they don't know where to go. And And I think that's the beauty of the group that we have is it's a place, it's a safe place for women to come where they can share their hearts and their discouragement, and they can also find hope. And why is it that they're so reticent to seek out help? I know why men don't want to talk about it, because mm-hmm. of shame, of embarrassment, and in a lot of cases, an unwillingness to give up their addiction, or even they know if they bring it out into the public that now there's going to be accountability, there's going to be, and they think somehow it's hidden, mm-hmm. right? But am I pretty safe in saying that the spouses aren't ignorant of what's going on in the household, even if the, the man thinks he's keeping it hidden? 
Well, I think, uh, you know, aside from the shame, I think a lot of women don't know where to go. Mm. I think it's one of those things that even in the church we don't talk about. It's, it's easy to be an alcoholic uh, per se, or a drug addict, and get the help that you need. And even culturally, I think it's more acceptable than to say, my husband struggles with sexual addiction. I Again, I think there's just a level of shame, not only with the addict, mm. but the person, the, the, the wife that's involved in the relationship. Uh, there's kind of a transference of, of that shame. Another thing we haven't talked about is the pain that the kids can experience mm. in this. Can you address that just briefly? What kind of problems can come from kids being in a household where, you know, the, 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 the father is a sex addict. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, kids are really intuitive. They pick up all the unconscious going mm-hmm. on and they may not know specifically what's happening, but they have a sense that something is wrong. And oftentimes that plays out in their behavior. So, um, a parent may not think that a child knows what's going on, but then the child is acting out at school or being rebellious or belligerent. And so there's avenues that a child is trying to express what's going on in the unspoken. I know of certain things in my own house. I don't have children, but, you know, when a a particularly uh, sexual commercial comes on, I'll change the channel Mm -hmm. or I'll get up and walk out. Right. Because... I don't trust myself, mm-hmm. but I got to believe that that also uh, speaks something to my wife, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you're, as a husband, um, protecting yourself, mm-hmm. she gets that. She's appreciative of that. She sees those same commercials and feels the same thing of um, of the just the exposure that yeah. feels you know, not right to her. So a husband who is practicing protecting her that way is a husband who really is connecting emotionally to her and is considerate. All right. Uh, Living Hope Counseling is helping female partners of sex addicts. Tell us how and, and what there's got to be somebody listening to me right now that says, gosh, mm-hmm. I would love to have some help. I don't know what to do. Well, uh, as Kristen said, we do have a number of therapists that do work with partners in particular. And uh, if if you are out there and you're struggling, uh, know that we provide a safe place for individual counseling. We're also providing this group. Uh, we've had one uh, session uh, of eight weeks for a group that we've had, and it's it's gone great. We've gotten great feedback, and and just to know that uh, if you take a look on our website, Living Hope for You, uh, you'll learn more about different opportunities to uh, gain the support that you need. And, and specifically, you're you're thinking of having another group's uh, eight week progress. Yes, we're we're looking at the end of February, early March at the latest. So, okay. so if somebody wants, because there might be safety in numbers, right? I mean, is do you do you see that a little bit? It's like, uh, well, if I can if I can be in a group and I'm, I don't have the spotlight just shining on me, is mm-hmm. it, it's a little easier to attend? Is that a true statement? Absolutely, I think so. Um, what we've found with the ladies is that 
they um, have really formed a bond of cohesion, of really knowing what the others have experienced. And we really come uh, about it from a trauma perspective of betrayal and, and the trust and all of the, um, even the physiological responses our bodies have when we've been traumatized. Mm. And so, um, it's just so wonderful for them to be able to have other people who validate and confirm right. what they experience. The, the deceiver will use the, oh, mm. this is just you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, nobody else, uh, the, you're being ridiculous, just suck it up and stay isolated. Because the, the deceiver wants to keep you in the dark. Mm-hmm. Just like he wants to keep the man in the dark Absolutely. about his addiction. He wants to keep the spouse in the dark about getting help, knowing that there is an answer and a process that can start because I, I got to believe a lot of a lot of women are hurting in such a way that they really need this fellowship. They need this opportunity. Let's let them hear the information one more time about where they can go to get some of this help, get some more information. Mm-hmm. Well, livinghopecounselingforyou.com uh, has all of the therapists that work at Living Hope. And uh, we also have a Uh, menu drop down for groups and you will find information there on how to get in touch with us. I'm going to consider this just a down payment on more conversation. Is that good with you guys? We love that. Uh, Let's come back. What we'll do is we'll have you specifically uh, talk about some topics specifically that we can address uh, from our pop culture. All right. Thank you. And again, that web address, livinghopeforyou.com. Ladies, thank you so much for your time. Thank Thank you, you, Tom. Tom. For questions or comments, please email tom at faithtalk1360.com. That's tom at faithtalk1360.com.